As more and more major brands are looking to shift ad dollars to podcast and digital audio channels, there's a heightened interest in understanding how impactful these channels are to the bottom line. In a recent case study, a national home furnishing retailer turned to two partners to help solve this challenge. SXM Media and Claritas collaborated to provide an innovative, integrated set of solutions to effectively launch podcast campaigns and accurately measure the impact those campaigns had across all key KPIs, including the incremental lift in website engagements and purchase conversions. For more information, visit claritas.com case studies. On today's episode, I speak with Rob Hall, CEO of Playground XYZ, a global Australian-based attention and optimization company. Rob discusses how attention measurement has grown to become a hot topic, what attention measurement even means in our ever-growing arsenal of marketing terminology, and user-friendly ways to measure and optimize in a cookie-less era. I hope you enjoy this episode. Rob, welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you on today. Thank you for having me, Richard. So as we were discussing before we started recording, I'm on Monday, you're on Tuesday. I'm in the United States, you're in Australia. So we'll try our best to make this work. I'm like at the end of my day, you're at the beginning of yours. And if we make sense, great. And if we don't, even better as far as I'm concerned. That's that's how I always look at these. I like it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Playground XYZ, how you got started and what you do. Pleasure. So Playground XYZ, we're, we're a company, we're about eight years old now. And uh, we started life with a kind of mission to build the world's most attention-grabbing ads. Uh, it was all about creative and trying to get cut through and drive attention on the ads. And uh, we did that for a few years and um, business was going um, well and we're growing very quickly, but then kind of had this epiphany and, uh, you know, all over our sales materials and our websites, we're like, uh, we build the world's most attention-grabbing ads. And then I kind of sat bolt upright in bed or something one day and just thought, hey, what does attention mean? And uh, maybe that word's not really defined very well. And when I say attention-grabbing, kind of what am I referring to? So that kind of triggered a, a, another kind of iteration of Playground, um, which we've been on for the last four years, which is all about trying to actually measure the attention ads are getting. And uh, we do that via our platform, which is called the Attention Intelligence Platform. And it's all about kind of like fusing eye tracking and artificial intelligence and all of that together to kind of solve that problem of ours, which is how do I know my ads are being looked at? And uh, at first we solved it kind of internally. And uh, for the last few years, we've been kind of like decoupling the tech, putting it out to brands and agencies so they can measure all of their advertising uh, as well. So, yeah, it's uh, quite an interesting journey so far, about 130 people across seven different markets. Um, yeah, coming up to eight years old. We are acquired by a company called GumGum, which I'm sure you're familiar with. So, uh, yeah, I think Phil's been on the show, hasn't he? Yeah, we've had at least two gum gummers. But yeah, Phil was on the show a while back. Yeah. There you go. Okay, good, good. Um, so we're acquired by Gum Gum December 21. 
Um, and yeah, just kind of like doing our thing and um, uh, still on our same mission. When it comes to attention metrics, we hear about that a lot. And I think, you know, there's, there's this feeling within the industry that that's something that everybody should be looking at. And it, what I find personally interesting is, is that depending upon who I'm talking to, everybody seems to have a different definition of attention. So you're talking about eye scanning and AI, things of that nature. Somebody else may talk about something else entirely. What is your definition of attention? And why do you think, depending upon who I ask, you get so many different definitions? Yeah, it's a really fascinating kind of topic at the moment. Um, so the word attention, I guess, is kind of can mean lots of things to, to different people. Um, and I think what the industry is kind of grappling with at the moment is trying to kind of see whether it's possible to pin down a definition or a standard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we work with the IAB, we're in touch with the MRC, the ARF, um, and so on. And I guess my observation is that whenever you're kind of talking about the notion of attention, there are different people from the kind of ecosystem that have a claim and, and a pretty just one to describing what attention means for them. So um, at one end of the spectrum, you know, I think it's like the neuro, think of like the neuro guys, right, the, the neuro people. And they're like, well, attention is when, you know, certain synapse in the brain fires, you know, and they're sort of like using, you know, headsets and galvanic skin response stuff and like really right at the core of kind of like measuring electrical signals, I think. And then, and for them kind of attention is, you know, that kind of the brain, what's happening in the brain and memory encoding and all of that stuff. And then you've got kind of eye tracking based technologies and, um, you know, we fall into this camp as do a number of our kind of competitors. And the eye tracking, you know, people are, are calling attention the ad was looked at, you know, as verified by eye tracking, perhaps supported by, you know, models as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess really should, we should be calling that visual attention um, to, you know, in a way. And, and then you've got, and just to kind of close the loop, at the other end of the spectrum, you've got, imagine like an ad network who's saying, well, I've built a product that measures attention because um, it requires someone to click on it on the ad unit. And if you've clicked on it, you've definitely paid attention to it. So I'm calling this product like an attention product or, you know, high attention. So, you know, you can see like that, that's, that's a spectrum from neuro to like engagements on an ad. There's yeah. so many different, you know, parts to it. So I think that's part of the, the, the challenge. Um, and I'm not sure whether we'll get to like a single view of a single definition for attention because of that sheer scope of what we're trying to measure but perhaps someone like you know the mrc the arf the iab perhaps they will like create buckets like what does attention mean in neuro what does attention mean when you're talking about visual attention what does it mean here and maybe standards around those i guess we're gonna have to wait and see yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we, we as an industry tend to do this a lot with things, you know, where engagement is another word that I think is, I don't want to call it misused because it's not being misused. It just has so many uses. And depending upon who you talk to, there's different definitions. 
it, it's difficult with all of these things because I can have a video playing in the corner of my web browser and sure I'm looking at it, but I may be, you know, in my brain, I'm processing the article I just read. I may not be paying any attention to it, even though my eyes are on it. So it always fascinates me how we define things. And because I think through those definitions, we progress. So when you think of attention metrics then, and let's just hypothetically say you have a client and they're looking to get metrics back from, you know, whatever attention was on their spot. How do you go about that? What kind of measurements are you giving them back? I guess um, first thing is, yeah, like what's our definition of, of, of attention? So um, for us, um, we're all about trying to measure, measure visual attention. And so our definition is um, the length of time in seconds the ad was looked at. So um, if you take viewability and the notion of viewability, you know, it's the opportunity to see. So the ad was on the screen and has the opportunity to be seen. Um, our definition is a step past viewability where the ad was actually viewed and how long was it viewed for. And um, to measure that, like I mentioned before, we uh, run eye tracking panels. So, you know, privacy compliant, opt-in, all the GDPR and CCPA kind of privacy consent frameworks. Um, and people kind of through our panel um, browse the internet or browse YouTube or browse Facebook and, you know, we're measuring the behaviours and recording what ads they see and how long they look at the ads. And from that, we take that data and build models that help us kind of scale the measurement out to a campaign. So in terms of what advertisers get using all of that technology is um, really um, really kind of fundamental shift in what they can measure because um, viewability has been really ubiquitous, really scalable and kind of real-time, very granular metrics on viewability. But of course, it doesn't really tell you if someone looked at your ad. And what I think that we've built and companies like us are trying to build are um, the same level of scale, the same level of kind of granularity, but for attention. And what we're giving advertisers is things like real-time reporting on attention metrics. So down to impression level stuff, um, you know, so right down to impression level or even things like what sizes are getting attention, what publishers are getting higher, low attention, what channels, Facebook's getting you more attention than YouTube, Instagram stories getting more attention than TikTok stories. Um, and all of that reporting helps advertisers kind of tune their media buying to be more effective. Um, and that's kind of part one. And then part two is how you optimize. So um, that's the second thing being used for. So how do you take that data? And because it's real time, because it's available, you know, in the bit stream and so on, is how do you take it and let someone optimize to it? Um, feed that data into a DSP and start filtering what inventory we're buying. Uh, feed that data into a custom bidding algorithm so that um, you know, we can be more price sensitive about how much we're paying per, per second of attention. Um, feed that into an SSP and curate a marketplace. So put all the high attention inventory into a marketplace. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's gone very far, very fast, I'd say Richard, like um, the journey on viewability to go from measurement through to 
you know, improvements and then real-time optimization. I feel like that journey took like five, six, seven years on viewability from measuring through to like pre-bid optimization. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, ha- it's happened on the, in the attention space in like a year and we're there now. So it's really exciting. And do you think that that adoption and growth is just out of necessity or is it just that, you know, hey, this has just worked so well that of course it, it, it got this big this fast? Yeah, well, um, this goes back to the thing of like, um, you, you know, we're saying all these different definitions for attention and like I can imagine people kind of uh, a bit <laughs> buyers a bit distraught about it in the sense that like nobody wants a new metric. Like we've got enough metrics. Like we don't need new, we don't need new acronyms. Like oh no, now there's another white paper, another handbook, and another best practice thing to do. And there's already so much of this stuff out there. But um, the thing is, like it's all about incrementality, isn't it? Like yeah. it's like what. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, is all of this worth all the effort? And the answer is yes. Like, the the thing that why attention metrics are getting so much attention right now is they're just being proven to be way more predictive of, you know, campaign success, brand building, even performance success than the next best thing. So I'll give you an example. Um, we've got this white paper, another bit of nighttime reading people have to do, but um, we've got this white paper and we look and contrast the impact of attention versus the impact of, say, viewability. And in the white paper, we find that attention time, so, you know, looking at an ad is like 7.5 times more important than viewability is when it comes to driving awareness. 5.9 times more important at driving recall and viewability is. So, like, this isn't like, oh, we've got something good and attention's, like, incrementally better. What's coming out of all this research is, like, it's kind of night and day. Um, If you optimise to attention, you just get far greater returns than if you're, you know, optimising to viewability or the next best thing. That's that's huge. I mean, you know, if if you were to tell me twenty percent, I, I would be impressed. But you know, five times plus is is truly amazing. So when you're talking about things like real time data coming out of this, does that allow brands and agencies then to be able to also look at the other side of it? Say, for example, they have a a piece of creative that that falls a bit flat. God forbid. And, you know, people are watching this thing and they're, okay, you know, they, they start, they're paying attention to it, but then attention wanes after, you know, X amount of seconds. Let's say it's, you know, a third of the way through it. Um, is that data then available to them so that they can then course correct, come up with different creative, et cetera? You know, how, how does all of that work? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's really fascinating, isn't it? Because... Um, Sorry to you know talk about viewability again, but with viewability, it's really not much that the creative agency is doing in, in that at all. Like really anything, right? Or the creative's not influencing viewability at all. Um, when it comes to attention, yeah, the creative influences it massively. And um, I think what is sort of emerging is how can we um 
this kind of desire to be able to isolate and, and benchmark the impact of creative versus the impact of media. And we're working with a number of agencies on this um, kind of front where you can kind of start to say, um, well, based on this creative asset, um, you know, the, it, you're getting um, 20% more attention than your peers with this asset. Um, so what does that mean for your media buying? You know, do, does that mean you should um, deliver into the same channels at the same volumes? Or does it mean that um, you could buy slightly cheaper inventory because the asset is working harder for you, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's interesting. Net out the same. On the flip side, conceptually, you could say, um, well, this creative asset's under-indexing for attention, and now the media buying um, has to work a lot harder to like get that level of attention required. <clears throat> so I think that's why, again, that's another reason why this is such a hot topic because we are able to start looking at, you know, the impact of creative versus the impact of media. And over time, I think we'll get really sophisticated at sort of understanding the drivers of attention on creative and media. Like, um, does the, should the car come in from the left versus the right? Um, you know, is um, should we have the logo up front or at the end? All of those things inside the creative space and then in the media space, like really, really granular kind of, you know, actionable insights about um, where to put this ad. Um, are you outperforming your peers in this place? So, you know, do you have a competitive advantage here and so on? So it's super interesting. That's the actionable side of it. When you kind of look ahead, how do you see brands and agencies thinking about using attention metrics down the road, say a year or two? How does this evolve, do you think? Yeah, so I think there's kind of two, two, two use cases here inside the agencies, really. Um, one is like off the shelf. So, um, yep, Playground XYZ, companies like us, we have you know, off-the-shelf measurement products, off-the-shelf optimization products. Come and grab a tag or do an integration and you can start to measure stuff and you can start to optimize your activity. And so the agencies are using all of that today. And I would say that is adoption for that is almost brand by brand within the agency. So, you know, here comes brand X. They're interested in doing attention measurement. They get onboarded. Here comes another brand. They're interested in measurement and optimization. Okay, they get, they get onboarded one by one. Then there's kind of the other track that's happening with agencies. And this is all about productization. And I think this is fascinating because this is happening more at a group level. And um, I think the agencies are all so keen to figure out how to take attention data and co-mingle it into their own data sets um, or co-mingle it into you know, products that they have. Mm -hmm. So as an example, um, maybe an agency group has an inventory quality tool, which ingests you know, brand safety data and viewability data and so on. Well, that agency might be looking to ingest attention data alongside brand safety and viewability data and you know, have, have a holistic view on quality. That's cool. Um, other agencies are taking attention data and putting it into the planning process 
into their own proprietary planning tools. Um, other agencies are building attention curated marketplaces. So um, how do we get all of our favorite publishers into a you know, marketplace and how do we put an attention layer over the top of it? And now it is the high attention sports marketplace, high attention auto marketplace, high attention lifestyle marketplace. And lastly, I, I think we've got stuff emerging like um, can agencies use attention data to build guaranteed products and actually guarantee their clients you know, an amount of attention when they buy? So, yeah, kind of two, two tracks like off the shelf and kind of custom and the custom stuff obviously takes a little longer to bring to life, but I think that is the future for how agencies are going to engage with companies like us. This is fascinating stuff. Well, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and Playground XYZ, where would they go? Uh, hit our website, uh, www.playgroundxyz.com. Um, contact details there or find me on LinkedIn and uh, we'll get chatting. Thanks so much. I look forward to a future where everything is uh, keeping my attention and <laughs> there's no guesswork left anymore. <laughs> Very cool. All right, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing to it, sharing it with your colleagues, or leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. A few years ago, the ad revenue forecasts for podcast advertising were estimated to pass the $1 billion mark in 2023. But that actually happened in 2021. As both startup and mainstream brands flood dollars into podcast and digital audio advertising, many companies still struggle with how to accurately measure the impact these channels have on driving ROI. Claritas has emerged as a leader in helping brands, publishers, and agencies accurately measure attribution and the incremental lift podcasts and digital audio channels have on helping marketers drive success. Listen to their latest podcast to hear more about the current and future direction of these high-impact yet still somewhat emerging channels. For more information, visit claritas.com slash claritas dash podcast.